So welcome to the Key to Culture podcast. I'm back for part two with Joshua Gripshaw Beck. Um, really excited to dive back into the great stuff we talked about last time. So welcome, Joshua. Thanks for having me, Tom. Glad to be here again. Awesome. Let's get back into it. Welcome to the Key to Culture podcast, a show that explores the sometimes unseen forces that animate, connect, and unleash thriving companies and teams. You're listening to the Key to Culture podcast, exploring vital energy and life force at work with Tom Kelly. I listened to some of the songs and they seem, my first thought was, where do you get these musicians and who, like who writes? So I want to know all about the the basic logistics, but first, what, tell me about, I think there's science behind how affirmations work what's the benefit is there a boost with an actual song which is basically a musical affirmation right yeah i would i would say it's a a musical affirmation and a musical visualization in the songs i do it it encompasses both if you will but yeah so going back to the reticular activating system you know it's the messages that we learned right the programs going back to those programs when that we talked about as a child or you might have experienced somewhere else all we're simply doing with an affirmation is an attempt to reprogram ourselves. and the problem that i run into with a lot of people is they'll say an affirmation and they're like it doesn't feel true it feels fake or doesn't feel right in my body and i'm like that's not the right affirmation then for you let's let's retweak this to where because it's got when you have a goal it needs to be believable even though it might stretch your your company should, you know, ideally it should stretch you, but it needs to be believable. Otherwise you're not going to take action on it. Sure. And so if you have an affirmation that says like, you know, I am the greatest salesperson in the world and you just don't have any, any little, you know, you don't even have a way to measure that necessarily yet. Right. Your body might be telling you, no, that's not, that's not the right affirmation for you. Maybe what you need to redo is, I know I work with people to do this, is recalibrate that a little bit. Let's fill into it until we can get it to feel good and exciting in your body or a sense of peace in your body around that affirmation. Right. So this person might, maybe it's more about, you know, I incompensated at six figures doing service-oriented sales, right? Maybe that feels good in somebody's body. You know, I am compensated at six figures doing service-oriented sales, meaning, hey, I'm doing service when I, when I do sales and I'm going to be compensated nicely for it. So maybe that one feels right in their body. And so that might be something that we build into their song. Sure. It, it, it just depends on the individual and their situation. But the science is, it's just conditioning, classical conditioning, if you study Pavlov, right? And uh, so that's, that's what I would say when it comes to the science. Study Pavlov and classical conditioning, or any of the people I mentioned earlier, and it's, it's really just the conditioning of our own minds and, and hearts and souls. The, when you were talking about the affirmation not feeling right, is could that be a, a symptom of the belief, the limiting beliefs not cleared either? Yeah, sure. It totally could. And again, these are, so it, at that point, we might look a little bit deeper and say, you know, examine what is coming up for them around it. But we also want to look at it is this actually aligned with who you are and your values? Is it clear enough? Is it believable enough? And again, we're only going to pull so many non-supportive beliefs out at one time. 
And so it is an ongoing process, which is why I give people the tools to keep doing that work. But I'm going to work with them until we find the right fit for their song, whether that means we have to have two non-supportive belief release sessions instead of one, or we're just going to focus on this area that we know is true for you that you want to move towards. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, could, it could definitely be related to beliefs. But that's okay. Sometimes it's okay to bypass those beliefs and, and move towards a different area parallel, but, but that non-supportive belief may still tug on your, your progress there. So eventually it's something you might want to release. Gotcha. Just, uh, just for the heck of it, let's, if we could go down a cul-de-sac for a minute or two, I, I, one of my first pondering thoughts when I started to get introspective was, am I afraid of success? Mm. The way I think about it, it's, it's probably a kind of basic question that has a lot more components to it. Like there's a lot more roots in it, but yeah, just to be afraid of success. Have you ever, do you you have any thoughts on that? So if you were a client of mine or someone I was considering working with and you were saying you were pondering that, I would, I would ask you more questions and I would say, okay, so you think you might be afraid of success. What about success feels might be scary? Yeah. And I, I've, yeah, I've done some of that work and it, it leads to different places like, well, then, then I'd have to be on all the time. Well, what's and then yeah, what's bad about being on all the time? It's, Maybe there's a story that you wouldn't have any social or personal time. Is that right. kind of what you're getting at? Right. So right. We'll, take this, we'll take this offline and when I'm a client. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The other thing I was just going to say is it could also be some people when it comes to that one in particular. A common one is my 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 existing peers or family won't you know won't support me. You know they'll be jealous or they you know they'll get upset. Right. Or I'll feel bad for hurting them or somehow out distancing them. Mm-hmm. This is purely a hypothetical if, if dad's listening. <laughs> okay, we'll move on now. Hey, dad, how's it going? Let's get into the logistics. Like, where do you get all the musicians and where do, who, who writes the songs and how, how much? Um, and do the, I was curious as to the, is it always the person? person's voice is that part of the power right actually it's not typically the end of my client's voice no it's typically my voice or another music artist's voice you know we can off you know different people like different kinds of music so if you like a country song or rock or pop or you know a ballad or something more adult contemporary something that's slow and, and speaks to the heart in a softer gentler way we can, we can essentially do most anything, and I have a lot of versatility myself, but maybe you want a woman's voice for what your particular need is, and that's what we discover. Okay. Then I, yeah, I have a network of other artists. I, it's, you know, it, it really serves me to support other music artists, like supports my purpose of supporting self-actualization on the planet. So if I can help another artist find work, and you know contract with them then i will so i like to call them the thrive alive music artists because my company's thrive alive llc or thrive alive music you know this service fits underneath so i like to call them the thrive alive music artists and so yeah i'm connected to different socially conscious music artists that are available on a very part-time basis if i need them for a particular song or a part of a song in general i'm doing the non-supportive belief release sessions with you I'm 
typically writing the lyrics, although there have been times where I pass that off to the artist. It's a case-by-case situation. It's a very co-creative process between me, the client, and then a, a third artist if necessary. Very cool. So those are some of the ones that I've heard of you. Some are other. Some are this Thrive Alive network. Right. When I when I put it out to the artists, whether it's just people that I've met, you know, doing my own music studies or even an ad that I've put out in the past, one of the keys here is that they really get excited about is the opportunity to support uh, socially conscious business, which we haven't really talked about yet. But you know, it's my my focus, part of my purpose to support socially conscious business, you know, people who are really interested in the triple bottom line of social, environmental, and financial impact. Because I wanna be supporting our community here on the planet in a healthy way, not just support someone who's out to get profit from selling cigarettes to somebody, Sure. right? Sure. And so the artists get really excited about the opportunity because so many artists just don't have work or don't have a place to express themselves in a place of service and earn money. And so for them to have an opportunity to serve the business world, they get excited about that. Yeah. It's not a jingle for Coca-Cola. It's, it's just the very nature of it. It's going towards somebody else thriving and then that person influencing everyone in their network or circle. Right. A ripple effect. Exactly. And so that said, if a Coca-Cola executive wanted a song done, Depending on what the focus was, I might be willing to do it still, because if their focus is to bring more heart into the culture, then I might, in my heart, believe eventually they may see that promoting sugar is not the answer to the world's problems, right? If I can help them connect to their heart more and care for humanity through their song, eventually maybe that is actually going to benefit through Coca-Cola. And that's why I like working with leaders because they impact so many so many people's lives, whether it's a small, you know, small business owner, entrepreneur, or an executive leader, we have the ability together to influence the lives they touch. And I should, you know, I should not gang up on Coca-Cola too much. I should include <laughs> Well, I think they own water companies and things like that too. So I don't know all the specifics of Coca-Cola, but you know, a lot of these companies also do like organic foods now too. Yep. Yep. So let me ask you, do you, 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 you work with leaders and, you know, executives, do you ever work with an entire, like, has an entire organization ever come to you and said, we need one for the team or for the, like, I, I could see so many uses, like a, a football team in, in, in the summer saying like, this is, is going to be a special year. We want a theme song. Like what, what yeah. could you branch into? Yeah, those are absolutely possibilities. If uh, I, it, So the answer is I have not actually done that yet. I'm in conversations right now uh, to do something like that potentially with a, a, book, uh, a book writing training organization, if you will, mm-hmm. for, you know, for them. But the answer is not yet. But it is, it's a possibility. Um, it's just it's a different it's a different thing because on an individual level what's special about having your own theme song is it's all about you everybody every client i've ever worked with absolutely loves their song because it's a reflection of them and what they're creating in their life when we do it for an entire organization not everybody's probably depending on the size of the organization going to have a chance necessarily to help create that song right? It's not necessarily entirely about them. 
That said, you could totally rally around an anthem or a theme song for an organization, and I'd be open to doing that too if there was an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Right. Focus it, on their values and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I guess now that I speak it, it's uh, it would be a pretty interesting limiting belief clearing process for a you know a corporation. <laughs> right. That's well. That's an entire training, right? So now instead of me working one on one for their individual beliefs we'd have to look at is there a common belief throughout your your cultural organization that we want to break some myth that's going around that we need to do some organizational training around and so that's not necessarily my forte i could do some of that but i also have other you know people in my network who i could introduce them to as well totally very cool so so what else should we know about the about the entire process that gives it its power? Have we covered most most of the territory or is there anything else that uh, we haven't discussed that that is like some secret sauce? Well, I could tell you a little just a little story about one particular client recently who's having a big shift that might give you, you know, an idea and then a couple other a couple other things if you like should i tell you that that's great yeah okay so i recently had a health and wellness expert uh client who does a ton a ton of her own marketing videos on social media and she had a belief after doing some work together we identified she had a belief that her voice in order for it to be heard and respected she had to be for instance beautiful with the sexy slim body Mm. and this rooted all the way down to a childhood experience with you know, I can't for confidence. I got a certain level of permission to share here, so I can't share too many specifics of her story other than it, it came from experiences in childhood in relation to her body and the people she was around. Yep. And so this became a significant energy suck for her because, you know, she was really focused on advancing her health and wellness business, but the place, well, part of it was coming from an absolute love and serving people's health and wellness parallel to that. This is one of the we's we were talking about. Parallel to that, she was also coming from a place of, you know, I, I am staying in shape. I'm staying healthy and, and well, so to speak, just to be accepted and get love. And, you know, and, and my voice only will be paid attention to if I stay in tip-top shape and look this sexy, right? So by the time we were done working together and what we built into her song is a recognition that her voice is valuable and important regardless of how she looks doesn't matter you know whether she's young whether she's old whether she's skinny where she's fat or overweight for lack of a better term please excuse me she 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 needed to recognize oh i'm going to honor my voice i'm going to use my voice regardless of how i i look or think other people think i look so now you know we built this into her song and now when she shows up in her marketing, she's more aligned. There's more energy release. She's more enthusiastic and she's coming more from a place of power. And so, you know, she's now on her first international business tour and she's indicated, you know, the song and the entire process has supported her success in stepping into being a more empowering woman, which is what we described in her song. That is very cool because I could envision her limiting belief would have been in all her clients. And so if she has it, sure. Yeah. If she has that limiting belief, she's not attracting the exact people that need her because it's, it's a, it's like a law of attraction block where it's like, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go there. Yeah. There's so many, 
intriguing places for this. You, do you want to share one one jingle or one one song, and uh, just say a little about it, and then we'll play it, and uh, just so people can can get an idea. Yeah, absolutely. So we might as well play Paris's song. For her, she wanted to again remind herself to use her voice regardless of what other people think. So you'll hear that in the song and really step into being more of the woman she wanted to be on a day-to-day basis. You won't necessarily even hear business references in it, but it's about who she's becoming. That way, when she shows up in business, she's coming from this woman who's dancing with the trees or dancing in the breeze. Uh, so that's, you'll hear that in the chorus. All right, so let's go ahead and play that. I'm a woman dancing by the sea. I'm a woman dancing by the sea. people find do you have a, a list of these um, yeah there are some there are sample songs on my website if you go to thrivealivemusic.com uh, so you'll see samples and testimonials there there's links to learn more about you know what the offerings are in general and then there's an invitation to have a 20-minute dis- discovery session a phone call with me where we look over your vision you know challenges and achieving your vision your music interests and then confirm if it makes sense to schedule, you know, an actual non-supportive beliefs release session and move towards a song. So say that again, the intro is just- 20 minute, yeah, discovery session, phone call, it's complimentary. We would just explore, again, your vision, the challenges, and achieving the vision that you're, you're running up against, maybe talk about some of your music interests, and, uh, and then confirm if it makes sense to move forward with the next step, which would be, you know, scheduling a non-supportive beliefs release session. And I only charge for those afterwards if you felt it was useful for you. If for some reason you didn't, we would step, you know, move, go on our separate ways. But almost everybody I've worked with had a great experience and wants to move forward with their song after that. Okay. So the, the drudging into the beliefs is part of the um, research. And then if they, if they actually make a song, then it's, it becomes a package. Exactly. We'll do a non-supportive beliefs release session as, as a really a, a piece. And, and part of that is also getting clear on what your vision is part of all that. You'd fill out the intake form. We'll do the non-supportive belief release session. And then if it's feeling good after those connections with me 
and that experience, then we move forward with their song. So there's no, there's really no financial investment until after that, until you really feel into, is this working and is this feeling like a good fit? Awesome. Yeah. So again, that's thrivealivemusic.com to learn more and get in contact with me. Anything else that you could think of that you want to, to put out there? I, I just feel grateful that you're doing this work, Tom, to help advance society. I just think it's so important in business that we start to care for each other and not it just be a dog eat dog world. It doesn't mean we don't compete because I think certain competition can bring out the best in us and we can identify our own unique niches in these ways um, and what we're each best at, whether it's an individual or our company. And so that's really where, you know, the work I do helps you get clear on some of those things. Like what is it I'm bringing to the world and that I want to step into more that is in service of not just me and the people I touch, but really the entire planet. You know, our humanity is a, a whole on the earth. Oh, beautifully said. Let's also give a little shout out to uh, Stephen Dynan and the, the Shift Network, because you, you mentioned network and what you just said, and it's true. The, the spider web of connections from that, from that weekend that we went to in 2011, and the work, oh. you, the work you did there bringing... It was uh, you know, 50 men from around the world coming together and kind of getting in touch with their hearts. Um, it was amazing. I have connections from that that are all over the place. So, it, and now I have a strong connection with you. So I'm, I'm uh, extremely um, thankful for that and uh, thankful that you could be a guest on the show. It's fantastic. Wonderful. Yeah, I have a big smile on my face hearing all that. And yes, the Shift Network is, is amazing. Good deal. All right. Well, you have a good day and keep doing, keep up the good work. Thank you. You too. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Key to Culture podcast, sponsored by Quantius, the premier marketing agency for emerging technology. Quantius, smart, fast, curious.